0: welcome to bullcaster a talk show for all crypto bulls tune in to a live discussion at 4 pm utc on friday
1: hi everyone welcome to bullcaster a talk show for all crypto bulls here we to discuss most exciting industry topics with the best industry experts influencers and remarkable personalities i'm Konstantin kogan co-founder of Bullperks. And we're excited to welcome uh, our today's guest, Alexandra Golding, a venture associate in Delphi Digital and a prominent crypto research and investment from a venture studio firm and their research shop. I remember when they just started, like, you know, they're like incredible team and, uh you know, very excited that Alex joined them. Alex previously founded, uh, you know, held hope an impact investing advisory firm focused on housing, education and blockchain. Uh, he has an experience of you know, educating family offices, CIOs, you know, conducting seminars in universities up to, uh, United Nations. You know, he was, um, uh, also an, an investor in Solana Ventures, contributing to setting up their internal policies, procedures and investing in early, early stage startups. Alex, really, you know, good to have you here. Welcome.
0: Thanks, Constantine. It's great to be here. It's good to see you again.
1: I'm sure we can learn a lot from you. And obviously, this is uh, <laughs> an interesting time we're having this uh, podcast, right? A time of, um, um, you know, this a uh, different cycle, so to speak. You know, I mean, we met people like already several years ago when, you know, there was a very different sentiment in the market. Right now, we hear the news that, you know sec is trying to go after a lot of like you know top projects and even like one of the biggest layer ones and um you know i, I i'm curious to maybe you can tell like a really few words how do you even start your journey in vc and you know blockchain yes yeah, so i happy to so um about seven years ago uh, i moved home to take care of my dad he was very ill
0: and um I had taken to the hospital and stuff, and I couldn't work like a normal job, so I started my own business. That business was a conference company, and I, I focused on, the, uh, you know, the niche of finance called impact investing. the same. And so during the day, I was doing these conferences, and at night I was trading crypto, like anyone, everyone was back in 2016 and 17 and 18. And um, I just, like, really fell in love with crypto, and I loved the ethos, was able to merge my conference business with that uh, with my passion for crypto. So we were doing impact investing and uh, through crypto, I co-created blockchain for impact at the United Nations back in 2018. So that was five years, more than five years ago now. Um, And at at the time, uh, you know, companies and investors would come to me and they'd be like, how do we do due diligence? The investors would say, and the companies would say, how do we meet investors? And so I put together like frameworks, intellectual frameworks and, and analysis frameworks to answer both these questions. And over time, that led to us making more than ten investments. Um, one of those companies is doing over sixty million in revenue per year now, um, and you know we we'll probably have some sort of liquidity event in a couple of years. I've had another uh, liquidity event and several several like decentralized liquidity events. Um, but fast forward to twenty twenty, COVID hit. I had to shut down my business because COVID and conferences they don't go well together. And uh, during that time, I you know I was applying for jobs and trying to do other things because this was still before. Uh, DeFi summer really took off and I, I was able to enroll in a graduate degree program at George Washington University where they gave me a scholarship and also a fellowship and I did some financial research for that. and during that time a lot of my consulting contracts came back and I was also able to work at a lot of labs uh, over that summer and that was, so for that summer job I, I worked for them helping with the conference and some business development work but mostly I'd say primarily my responsibilities were in investing and so I leveraged the last Four and a half years of advising family offices and making my own investments into this institutional setting, um, where I was able to do a lot of the course, a lot of summer investments for them. And then uh, I ended up uh, grad- leaving and graduating early, go back to school, graduating early, graduating with a 4.0 and a perfect score, and as valedictorian in my class, and joining Delphi Digital. And Delphi, you know, I'll briefly talk about Delphi for people who don't know it. We're an international crypto conglomerate with three divisions. We have our core and the roots of the company is research and data. We have a lot of people there. I think we put, you know put out the best research in the business. If anyone is interested in a subscription, um, you know just send me a DM on Twitter and uh, you know I'm, I'm happy to you know figure out like a, a little discount code for you. And then you know we have a, a venture studio where we built two formally uniform protocols on Terra that are since pivoted to Cosmos and we're building out the DeFi ecosystem on Cosmos. We have recently launched, um, a hackathon and an accelerator on Cosmos through that division. And then there's Delphi Ventures, where I sit. So, you know, we're an investment team of about 10, we about 150 portfolio companies. Uh, our sweet spot is really pre-seed and seed because we we really like to roll up our sleeves and be very hands-on with our portcos. Um, we're very helpful in terms of corporate strategy, corporate budgeting, resource allocation, uh, thinking through, like, incentive design, um, thinking through, like, the customer journey and, like, what will make the product sticky? And we've worked on a lot of the core DeFi and gaming protocols um, as investors and, and, and researchers. And so that's Delphi and that's me and Nutsal. I've been here about eighteen months now. I've made several investments on our behalf. Um, I've looked at you know over over fifteen hundred deals. I'd say, no, that's that's an inflation. I'd say it's probably more like twelve hundred deals by now. Anyways, and so uh, yeah, constantly looking deals, constantly talking to founders. I also do these office hours where founders can come to me and they can say, you know, what is, what, why, why aren't we getting traction? What is wrong with our marketing? How should we, how
1: should we approach investors? I'm happy to do that free of charge. I just like a service from Delphi to the entrepreneurial community. No, thank you for sharing i think yeah that's uh it's an amazing journey and you know, delphi is definitely like one of those firms that people want to have on the cap table right so and it's amazing that you guys are still deploying even in this market right you know that's uh, i think that shows a caliber you know like of real uh people who really believe in the markets regardless of all the cycles right so just uh for someone who's like let's say um you know want to understand better like you know what what made you be excited about specifically venture capital, right? You know, what do you think, like, you know, for example, what is the journey between like a, a, a crypto hobbyist that invests in, let's say secondary markets, right? You know, just I'm trying to understand what's, what's out there and someone who would deploy to a venture firm like yours.
0: Yeah, I, I appreciate the question because it, it stems with my passion of uh, having started businesses before. And I love to kind of be on the cutting edge of business. And as an investor, um, I can be there, Talking to people who are creating the future, advising them, you know, walking through tough scenarios with them, intellectually sparring with them, helping them build a business with financial and like social capital and some intellectual analysis. And that, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Is I want to be there
1: like, you know, on the cutting edge of things, working alongside people. And what would you advise people who want to get there, right? So they want to somehow get into their first venture. Finish- Firm like, and they want to be useful, they want to create this traction, but they you know they've never had this experience before, yeah. So, I think that in crypto, it's a little different from the real, the non crypto world.
0: Um, as I was going say the rest of the world, but um, uh, in crypto, everything moves at light speed. So, even if you're and there's no uh, what's our bias if you're young or old, if you're from Europe, Africa, America. You just have to work so crypto is a pure meritocracy so what i would suggest for anyone who wants to get to crypto vc it's a you have to like be, be living and breathing it right you can't go to the crypto vc and be like if you hire me i will learn um you have to come kind of already being involved in the community showing you have connections showing you understand the basics and intermediate levels of crypto if not advanced uh i whenever you apply this is both rest of world and crypto world you're going to interview, make sure you have a deal ready so that we can show people that you have like an origination network that you've like done analysis on and that they can respect your analysis and, and rely upon it. And so that's how I would suggest going about it. And don't give up, right? Like, for me, when I was working for Solana, I had sent out tons of emails, Twitter messages, and whatnot to other companies um, because I had wanted to ship outside of crypto. Um, and then when I was like, you know what, like. Crypto is, re- they're really building some really interesting stuff. Up. Let me go back to crypto and like, try to be more involved in the day to day there. Um, and so I sent DMs to Raj. I sent uh, a message to Ron from Dapper. I sent an email to Barry Silbert from DCG. And for Barry, I sent him an email with a title that said, you know, the MBA summer intern who's going to make you $200 million, right? And, and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and you have to, and you have to be, you know, you have to be, Uh, asserted right i didn't have his email i had i had to figure out a way to get his email i had to figure a way to get his attention the same with raj right i knew that raj from solana and at the time solana was having some trouble with like uh the validator set and so i dm'd him on twitter i said look i've got the perfect solution for you i will solve this for you but then i'd like to be on your investments team here are my qualifications here's why i'm good here's a deal for you right now and so on and so forth and so they gave me an interview right and the rest is history
1: mm-hmm. you have to you have to go get it and you have to show people that you can solve their problems not ask them to solve your problem another way what you're saying is to bring value like first bring value to the table and, and then kind of ask something as as opposed to 99 percent of the people who are like doing the opposite right you know so and it's an amazing tip like it's a, a very closing move to send this email <laughs> it was good and yeah so so in other way, you have to be also entrepreneurial, right? And my my question to you would be also like, you know, I, I think right now the skepticism due to the what's happening in the like in the world and specifically in crypto is a lot of like again coming back the skepticism why crypto. So if you were to summarize really maybe major three reasons why you believe like crypto VC is Better than a traditional vc
0: Well, I think it it stems down to what you believe in, right? Do you there's always this push and pull between centralized and decentralized power structures. Mm-hmm. So do you believe that all power should be in certain centralized structures, that there should be no fail safes in case they have issues? If you do, then don't do crypto. If you don't, then do crypto, right? And so I think that's the core thing, and this this ties down to everything from the you know, Satoshi's vision of disintermediating and automating, And making transparent the like financial incumbents who really failed us in 2008, 2009. And I was like in college and working in finance like over the summers and and during my semesters, um, during the financial crisis. I remember like people's, uh, retirement funds getting completely washed away. I remember, I remember all that. So like Satoshi's vision really speaks to me. Um, And if you believe in like people having, being able to have the ability to self custody, like a portion or all of their assets, then crypto, right? Because banking is not meant for that. And we didn't have, and banking and the incumbent structures were designed in a low tech world, right? Banking was not something that was created in the year 2000. Banking was created hundreds of years ago when you literally could not like keep your wealth on a USB key or you couldn't keep your wealth in the cloud or you couldn't keep your wealth wherever. But today you can. And so like why not take advantage of these advances in technology and like and encourage and fund investors and innovators excuse me technologists and innovators to build that out so those are i think like the two the two main ways the two main reasons why i'm, I'm involved in crypto why i think other people should be involved in crypto
1: so i mean before we jump into the questions from the uh, from the audience uh last question i'll ask you Well, what do you think, when and when will we see the reversal of the trend, right? You know, like people are promising that Bitcoin happening is coming. So that's going to kind of traditionally be precursor of the bull trend, right? So what's your opinion?
0: I don't, so I don't, I don't, I don't forecast the future. You know, I think it gets worse before it gets better. People are texting me like, are we at peak FUD yet? I don't think so. I think there's more FUD to come. I think there's like Mm -hmm. more issues to come. So I do think it gets worse before it gets better. I do think that things will get better. I don't know if it'll get better in the way that people hope or expect it to. I think it might take a different form uh, because mm-hmm. in the past there was no regulation kind of uh putting boundaries around the form that a bull market could take. Now you have that. You also have more entrance in the market and it's much more easily accessible than it was seven years ago, right? Um, I remember going on Coinbase's website in 2015 and it was like almost oh. impossible to use. And now you've got a uh, you know, 1,000 or 2,000 mainstream exchanges, 20,000 plus tokens, a flourishing DeFi ecosystem. Um, and so I think that as with that ease of access, with the uh, parameterization or boundary setting from uh, various governments across the world, and even though they claim to not be coordinated coordinating this, I think at some level they are at least having discussions, even if it's just over cocktails at the end of a conference. Um, that the next bull will look different from from before. And one last thing in terms of like new entrants, right? Basic, basic principle of life is the easier it is for people to access and the more people who do access something or do, who do participate in the ecosystem, the, the, mm-hmm. in general, the next entrant into an ecosystem is willing to work for less marginal profit. So if, if in the last one you were seeing huge, huge returns, in the next one you'll see lower returns, right? On average, because more participants each one in order to get a piece of that is willing to work for less because they have some funnel that if they don't act they that if they don't offer a lower uh, amount of work for profit to they don't accept the amount of profit for the work or the investments that they do that they will miss out completely ergo lower pie for everyone so Mm -hmm. people just need to be aware of that and and that's where i think you're going to see uh the ov shuffling of Who people consider to be top tier investors, who people consider to be top tier researchers. And this is why we have such a strong focus at Delphi on research and why we have such a strong focus on bottoms up and tops down fundamental analysis of our investments is because we want to make sure that we're putting like our giving it our full intellectual capital, um, our full analysis um, when we're doing investments
1: that we, uh, we can stay at the cutting edge of things and not be left behind that's definitely the way to do it like you know the more information you have the more power we have right now i think um so thank you for for the uh for the answers i, I want our audience to to also be included we already collected a lot of questions uh, um i'll i'll just start over and we go like a blitz session right um captain huddle from youtube is asking like uh uh, are there any specific factors or criteria that you prioritize when evaluating investment opportunities? Uh, yes, yeah, so we look at a bunch, right? We look, at, we look at corporate strategy, we look at trend data, we look at
0: uh, perceived quality of the team, perceived risk in the investment, perceived amount of innovation, perceived you know, market sizing. Uh, has the team like, figured out what the market size is? Has the team figured out uh, how to capture as much of that market as possible? uh is what the team is saying consistent with their core thesis right if the core thesis is that they're building a decentralized stable coin but then the stable coin that they propose to us is not really decentralized like is that uh that that's inconsistent these are there, there's more factors but these are these are some of the big ones
1: Core, uh massive is like new york uh from twitter um, with the volatile nature of the crypto market, how do you manage risk and navigate the challenges associated with investing in the space? Are there any strategies you employ to protect investors' capital? So, we don't have outside investors' capital. We're a prop shop. We only invest our own money.
0: Um, and I can't really talk about our like, risk uh, management uh, structures, but we do have risk management structures in place.
1: Maybe something that you can advise on, on a general level how to you know, navigate and uh, risk. Yeah, I mean be on the lookout for scams. So that's like priority one, right? Don't invest in scams. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, in crypto
0: you always have to be aware of what's going on. So no days off, right? I remember over Christmas this last year, a team launched uh a token that I really want and I really want a part of it and I missed it because, you know, it was the holidays and I was visiting my family in another country and jet lag, blah 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 and was hoping that people weren't gonna do something really uh, defi-native over the holidays, but guess what they did? So just be aware, because you can, you know, part of risk is like, how much, so that's the opposite It's like chasing return, but still, same thing, right? Like you can watch an investment go to zero really fast if you're not like Mm -hmm. on top of it. In terms of like, Primary sales stuff, make sure that your your legal docs are, are in order. Uh, make sure you've done analysis. You have no idea how many people claim to be VCs. They don't even like think about it. They're just like, Yeah, here's some money. And I and I call this and this is particularly big in crypto because I think a lot of people have learned how to invest from like reading articles or social media from people who have never invested themselves or have only done a little bit of investing and they don't have like fully built out risk models. And so like, oh yeah, I like the vibe or I like the team but they don't know why they like the team. So make sure that everything you're doing has justification and you can answer the question Mm -hmm. why. And, you know, one one exercise I do with myself is I sit and I'll ask myself why five times in a row. So if my thesis is X, I say, why is my thesis X? Okay, well, why does that data, or why is my answer to that justification true? And then, like, you know, where did that data come from? And so you just kind of keep going down this rabbit hole. Why, 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 why,
1: why? And you will get to some hard troops at the end. That's actually useful, useful advice. Um, and then considering security, there Moxie from YouTube is asking, security is a major concern in crypto industry. And with numerous hacks recently and the scams occurring every day, how do you assess the security measures and, uh, and protocols of, of a project before considering for your investments?
0: Yeah, so this is done on a case-by-case basis, right? But generally speaking, you know, we uh, recommend several like cybersecurity and audit firms to people. Um, you know, that they, they get their pick to our investments. They get their pick. Uh, maybe we do some like, maybe we might even request a review of the GitHub before and like get access to the private GitHub. And I'll go through and my colleagues will go through it, and like look at it and see, like, does this code make sense? Are there any blaring errors? So those are some of the, those are some of the reasons, those are some of the methods in which we, uh, assess kind of like cybersecurity and like logic risk, like smart contract logic risk. And maybe we'll even encourage people, we'll often encourage people to get multiple audits. And they get like multiple, like, maybe like those audits could be like security audit contests or auctions. Where in an auction, you might have 20 people reviewing the code, right? So you get, mm-hmm. and if you do two of those, you have got 40 to 50 auditors looking at the code. It doesn't guarantee that there'll be no, no issues, but I do believe that it significantly uh, reduces the amount of risk that, that they end up taking once they launch.
1: There's an interesting question, actually. Mark Twain from, from t- Twitter. Uh, what do you believe sets successful crypto startups apart from those that fail? Have you seen the silver lining?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think that there's a few things. One is like you have to you pretty much have to be crypto native. So like uh with every cycle, there's a bunch of people who come into crypto who've never done crypto before or who've spent like a month in crypto. And those it's the same projects every every single time. It's you know wealth management on chain, it's a borrow lend, it's a DEX, it's uh let me send money to a Twitter account. I don't know. It's something like that, right? And so you see the same stuff every time. So those, so, so you immediately get rid of those. Um, oh shit! I forgot the question. So <laughs> that's successful crypto project are like yeah. So first, yeah. So first you look for the deal break. Then, then you look for you know or that then it's just traditional core like analysis, right? Which is the same in and out of crypto. You know, are there risks endemic to this vertical? What are they? Um, are there, you know, someone going after, is someone serving the needs, the broad needs of the few or the or the, or the few needs of the many, right? Like Uniswap serves few, very few needs, but of a lot of people, right? So Uniswap is like just swapping and like maybe some NFT stuff, right? Or LP. It's like one or two or three products or services, but everyone needs it. And then you have other products that are much more niche, right? Only a few people need it, but maybe they need like multiple things. Um, and so, so we look at that. These, these are some of the things that we look at. You know, you might say about team if it's in a vertical where we think there's a lot of risk. For instance, um, like if you're building a liquid staking to- token protocol, probably not a lot of risk there. There's some smart contract risk, but or if you're building like a stable swap, not a lot of risk. So the team, does, you know, doesn't really need to be that excellent. You don't need a brigadier general or the equivalent, right? Uh, running a stable swap. Whereas when, De- when Delphi Labs was building on Terra, we knew and we had published our research that said that there were issues there, essentially and so we were willing to take that risk, but we put our best people on it, right? Because if there were issues, we could pivot. And we have pivoted. We pivoted to Cosmos, and we got some very, very cool like roadmaps and plans and uh, things happening over in our Mars and AstroPort ecosystem. So, um, that that's a little bit about team and my how we analyze team
1: no that's actually very helpful and it's good to also admit some of the things that you failed and you know always learn from them uh so uh metaverse daily from youtube is asking can you share an example of a successful crypto investment you've made and explain what made it stand out what lesson did you learn from that particular investment so i can't i don't want to speak for delphi as a whole
0: right um and so i'm gonna like Decline this one um, because I also don't want any portfolio companies to get jealous or anything. Right? We have 150. I don't want anyone, and and several of them are very high level, high, very marquee investments, and I don't want
1: anyone to feel excited. So I'm just gonna politely decline this question. But I thank you. Can okay, okay, can we do the following? You don't without naming without telling the brand name maybe just describe the core of the idea and why you think that that's particularly stood out
0: yeah so there's one particular where i'm thinking where but there's two right one one was in a sector that was completely ignored people thought that this sector will never be big on chain and we were like no no we really think that like there's a need to decentralize the power of this in this in this industry and with the right with the right how do I say this without giving it all away with the right like services and with the right tapping into the right uh, needs of the customer, um, and identifying the right target market, uh, that, that we'd be able to like jointly build like a really, really cool token, uh, tokenomic like system. And that was true. And, and in the beginning, it worked out really well because again, people were not focused on the sector. So there weren't a lot of like vulture, airdrop hunters, there weren't a lot of other people distorting like the product market fit journey. And it found it, and then once it found it, like it blew up in, in a spectacular, in, spect- in a very good way. Um, and, and we learned though from that journey that uh, how, how do you plan for when things become bigger than your wildest dreams? How do you like account for that in your strat- in your corporate strategy? How do you account for that in your token strategy? And what and because you do have to think of that about well, that ahead of time on the off chance. And again, these these chances to an, a bystander, to a layperson, are probably less than one percent. Like, that if someone had looked at this and said, oh, this is going to get huge, but it, it happened. And so you have to plan for that ahead of time. And and, and that's been a very, only but also very like intellectually interesting process is learning um, when things go really well and learning when things like do the opposite.
1: I, I think I even know what project you're talking about. That's okay, <laughs> but I will not say that specifically. <laughs> but it was a good guessing game. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sava Sukar from YouTube is asking, what do you think... Uh, you know future blockchain is and there are some scam projects uh disabling to truth to crypto um so i guess it's more about like you know how to differentiate like you know the the future and the potential projects from the scams or maybe people who are just not able to deliver
0: so it's hard to tell who will not be able to deliver i mean impossible but it's hard to tell who will not deliver um, because especially if you're investing, so I'm going to talk about two types of investing. If you're a disciplined investor, even those disciplines sometimes get uh, waylaid during the height of the bull run because nothing makes sense, right? Like things just don't make sense. So, uh, but you, and so I think it's for that reason that you have to have a set of questions when you're doing your due diligence that are standardized and formalized and also track your analysis. So one thing I do is I have a matrix and I go through and, if, and I can track my thinking over time. And I can look back and I could say, you know, was my thinking clouded by, you know, public sentiment trends of bull run or the opposite? Was my thing clouded by negative sentiment, like a bear market? And so I think that you have to have a, a set of questions that you've thought about ahead of time that deal of the dive deep into the, the product. The team, the strategy, the token econ, various risks that you, that that could be there, like industry, like vertical specific risks, as well as like broader market risks. Um, you know the competition, and then if you do that, you'll pretty much be able to see who the scammers are, right? Because the scammers won't be able to answer most of your questions. But if they do, they they're not going to answer them with sufficient specificity to satisfy. And and then if you can track your thinking over time, and let's say you review that every three to six months you 'll probably be able to pick out ahead of time which teams will shut down without
1: delivering a product or which teams you you need to shut down because they're never gonna deliver a product perfect um I think that's already a, a brilliant summary like for someone who wants to just like at least try to get into the space and uh, uh, maybe last thing like you know where you gonna say, like where people where do you want people to find you like is it Twitter LinkedIn or
0: oh yeah Twitter's great my Twitter my handle is a little Wonky because uh, it's from my old that old uh, impact investing business. I, should I put it in the chat? How do I do it? It's not easy to. Uh, I will add it
1: afterwards. Don't worry about it. We're added to the description of the.
0: Yeah, I think Twitter's best. You know, I love that uh, we have this public square that's primarily mostly Twitter crypto people. Right, like crypto is one of the biggest drivers of usage for Twitter and I love that simultaneously that's also the venue where American journalists and politicians sorry American journalists and politicians like and you that's their primary like method of social media a uh, platform for social media usage so we're right there like alongside both our friends and the people who would like to see uh, some changes to the industry and and the irony just makes me laugh like every day
1: Twitter is good for me my DMs are well okay. perfect and 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 definitely like I'm sure we can do maybe Twitter spaces next time and and invite more people to discuss the market trends and everything. Um, but for now, like really, thank you, Alex, and uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts, your wisdom, and I'm sh- sure people will go uh, find you on Twitter. Like definitely go take a look at Telfi Digital, and you know they have one of the top research, you know, like you know in the industry. And you know definitely we we recommend just like if you are institution for sure, like you you should you should consider it, like you know for yourself. Even if you're retail, but you're already like you know professionally angel investing, like you know it's good for for you to understand it better um and you know thank you everyone for joining bullcaster today you know we are going to be here like uh, in a, another two weeks you know again live on youtube twitter linkedin and all the possible lives in the world so meanwhile thank you again uh, alex and hope to see you more i look forward to constant. thank you so much for having me
0: stay tuned with bullcaster a talk show for all crypto bulls